I just read this morning in the Jerusalem Post of the uh, death of Irina Sendler, who is a Polish social worker who, at tremendous risk to herself, uh, organized the rescue of about 2,500 Jewish children from the Nazis. Uh, She was a uh, social worker in the Warsaw Welfare Department during the Second World War, and she, uh, she and her team of 20 used to go to the Warsaw Ghetto under the pretext of uh, doing uh, inspections of sanitary conditions and uh, to avoid typhoid outbreaks, etc. And she and her assistants were able to smuggle out, and this is unbelievable to me, that 2,500 children. Not only did she smuggle them out and give them homes amongst Catholics in Poland, but she also wrote down their real names on slips of paper so that she'd be able to return these children, reunite them with their families or with the Jewish community after the war. In fact, just before she was arrested in 1943, she managed to bury the names in a jar under an apple tree in someone's yard. And uh, indeed, she had recorded 2,500 names. Uh, That is absolutely incredible to me. Uh, What's amazing to me is two things. Uh, I guess the incredible self sacrifice the incredible risk she put herself to to save people who were strangers. Uh, I think we probably should look at this and ask ourselves if we'd be in the same situation, would we be prepared to put ourselves and our lives at risk to save total strangers from death? Uh, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not clear. You know, uh, people look into themselves and you've got to think, would I do the same thing? Granted, um, in an extreme situation, people do incredible things. But even so, we cannot minimize the incredible fact that uh, here was a Catholic woman in Poland, not a country known for its uh, love of Jews, that's to put it lightly, uh, in the middle of the uh, Nazi reign in Warsaw, uh, in tremendous risk. And she had 20 people who were volunteers who were helping her uh, to do this. And it was not out of missionary zeal. It was, uh, she wanted to, ch- to reunite the children with Judaism with their families after the war. That's an incredible, incredible thing. I think we have to, uh, on the day of her passing, at least we should think about that and, uh, have gratitude to her and, to, and, and, um, to be inspired by her. I think also, um, it shows the incredible power of the human being and the incredible humanity, uh, and the power of the soul. Uh, which in the depths of the soul, the human being has uh, has incredible power and uh, the soul is pure. Uh, I, I'm reminded of a story I heard from an Australian man who's an elderly man who's a lawyer. And he was actually, he's quite old, he was a lawyer in Germany before the Second World War. And he worked for the government as a prosecutor, criminal prosecutor. And he was in the concentration, he was a young man at that time, probably in his early 20s. And in the concentration camps, as you might be aware, some of the um, people in charge, the inter- people in charge internally, the SS usually stayed outside the actual area where the inmates were, and inside was patrolled by a combination of um, German. Uh, they they used criminals who were released from prison to patrol and control the Jews inside some of the camps. So this is a lawyer, and he was uh, suffering terribly from some stomach disorder. And he left his uh, bunk house uh, at a time that was after the curfew. And strictly speaking, that the um, the guards could kill him if they saw him. 
and uh, he is uh, he was sneaking out and he is stopped by a guard and it turns out that the actual guard that stopped him was a former a German criminal that he as a state prosecutor had helped to put in prison so as you can imagine aside from the uh, aside from the fact that he was uh, an anti-Semite and a Nazi, and aside from the fact that uh, he was a person with complete power of life and death over this Jew in the camp, in a, and he was a criminal, in addition to all that, he was a criminal that this lawyer had actually helped to put in prison. Um, so when he saw him, he, he thought that you know his life is probably over at this point. And the criminal looked at him and he said... Um, he said, uh, tell me, give me one reason why I shouldn't just kill you right now. And the lawyer said to him, he said, uh, and I don't know if I'm getting the German correct, so uh, please forgive me for that. But he said to him, for a mensch du bist. Which means, he said, because after everything, you are still a human being. And the uh, this German criminal turned away and let him live. And the man survived the war, and he became a lawyer in Melbourne, Australia, which is where I met him. Um, So what did he say to this guy? He said, because after everything, you're still a human being. And uh, even though he was a criminal, even though he was a a guard in the camp, when this man, when this Jewish man said to him, you are a human, it sparked something within him, and he let this man live. Uh, the Mishnah says in Ethics of the Fathers, Chaviv Adam Shenivra Betzelim. Humans are dear to God because they were created in the image of God. What does it mean, the image of God? Well, there's a lot of different explanations of that, but certainly it doesn't have visual connotations. In Hebrew, the word demut uh, is from the word dimyon, which means similarity. And as the uh, Maimonides explains in Guide for the Perplexed, it means that we are similar to God in certain aspects. One of the similarities we have is that we have free will. We can go again, we, can, we, we have the ability to make a free choice, not forced by anything, not affected by anything outside of ourselves. And that free will, that free choice is the essence of what it means to be human. So when he said to him, because in the end you are human, um, that actually inspired that person to exercise his free will and to make that choice as a human being to not do the wrong thing. And the same uh, human component of Irina Sendler uh, inspired her to uh, to make a free will, to go against the flow and go against the tide in the entire country. A lot of people in the country were actively involved in killing Jews. Even in the res- Polish resistance, uh, there was anti-Semitism. Um, and uh, nevertheless, she went against all that because uh, because as a human being, there is this incredible... Uh, infinite potential to go against the flow, against conditioning, against society, and uh, to make the uh, to make the right choices, and that is what she did. And uh, so, anyway, that's what I was uh, thinking about this morning as I'm recording this piece. Um, to be inspired by her incredible example of uh, of heroism and uh, altruistic heroism she didn't expect and the truth is didn't really get much of a reward for it in this world but I'm sure now uh, age 98 when she passed away she's being rewarded for it and also the idea of the uh, capacity of human free will and as a human being uh, that we all have that uh, that capacity which uh, hopefully we should use